Hey there, music podcast for kids listeners. First, we just want to say thanks for listening and also wanted to give you an update of a super fun way to support the show. The Music Podcast for Kids now has a Patreon page where you can become a member of our secret music club. Get early access to ad-free shows that include our super-duper listening challenge games and even a personalized shout-out on the show from me, Mr. Henry, and my good friend, Mr. Fight. Your support helps the mission of spreading music education all across the world, and we greatly appreciate it. Visit patreon.com slash kids, or even visit the show notes for the link. Thanks so much, and let's get to the show. Let the music begin in three, two, one... That's what we're gonna do Mr. Henry Mr. Fight Exploring along with you Learning music, having fun That's what we're gonna do Mr. Henry Mr. Fight Love hanging out with you The The Music Podcast for Kids Hello and welcome to The Music Podcast for Kids We're your hosts Mr. Henry and Mr. Fight, music educators extraordinaire. The Music Podcast for Kids is a fun and educational podcast where we learn and explore the best subject ever, music. Today's episode, we are learning about Mr. Henry and Mr. Fight took a magical ride to the Beethoven house as Elise from Beethoven's famous piece of music, Fairy Elise, pooped out of nowhere turning Mr. Henry's piano into a transportation machine so they could learn more about Beethoven. As they continued to learn, Mr. Fight was given the key to Beethoven's viola, and as he began to play it, some peculiar things started to happen, and all of a sudden, a man appeared. Could it be Beethoven? Let's find out. And now, the music word of the day. 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 Yeah! Before we get to our main subject of the day, Beethoven, let's take a look at the music word of the day, motif. A motif is a short order of music notes. That's right. Since we are in the discussion of melody as part of our building of the music house this month, a motif could also be recognized as a short melody. Super cool! And in our continuation of learning about Beethoven, we get to hear some of his most famous motifs. Awesome! And that's the music word of the day. Motif! And now, the main subject of the day. Well, here is the key. Um, the key? The key to what? To open up the case to Beethoven's viola. Um, Elise, I don't think that's such a good idea. Oh, come on, Mr. Fight. It must be okay if Elise thinks it's okay. Plus, you can play the viola. Well, it's been a while since I've played. Oh, it's just like riding a bike. No worries, Mr. Fight. Just don't drop it and you'll be good. Well, okay. You don't get to play Beethoven's own personal viola every day. Let me see that key. A little twist here, and... 
Wow. Be careful with the viola. Yeah, be careful, Mr. Fight. I'm a little nervous to pick it up. Oh, just go for it, Mr. Fight. Let's hear some music from Beethoven. Okay, here I go. Wow, Mr. Fight. You remembered how to play that pretty well. Yeah, I know. I feel like I never forgot. I feel like I'm better than I've ever been. Special powers Beethoven Viola has. Wait, did you say special powers? Whoa, what was that? Uh, Mr. Henry, I can't stop playing the viola. It's like someone else is taking over. What's that rumbling? I don't know, Mr. Fight. Grab hold of something. It's getting more forte. More forte? Forte means loud. All right, of course. Now it's fortissimo. It's been a while since I've been back here. Mr. Henry? Mr. Fight? It's... Beethoven? Well, yes, it's me, Ludwig van Beethoven. Wow, I can't believe it's really him. I know. So, uh, Mr. Beethoven, um, how was your trip? The viola? Ah, yes, my viola. How I miss the viola. Of course. Um, here's your viola. Would you mind playing a little something? I don't mind at all. Let's see how about... Well, Mr. Beethoven, we all know that piece. It's your fifth symphony. Ah, yes. I wrote that in the early 1800s. You know this piece? Of course. It's one of the most famous classical pieces ever. Where was that first performed? Hmm, let's see. The Theater Anderwien in Vienna, 1808. Wow, cool. Yeah, Beethoven's Fifth Symphony has four movements. A movement is kind of like a section. We will learn more about the sections of movements called form in music in a later episode. As time progressed from the 1750s till now, the sections of music became longer and more instruments were added. Cool. And that motif that Mr. Beethoven played is probably one of the most famous ever. Remember, motif means a short musical phrase. The motif here... ...is a super famous melody, which is perfect for our month of learning all about melody. Ah, the piano. Found perfectly where I left it. Right on the floor. Hey, Mr. Fight, is there a reason why this piano doesn't have any legs on it? The piano is just completely set on the floor. Well, Beethoven started to become deaf, meaning it was harder to hear, in the late 1700s. By 1816, he was completely deaf. Remember when we learned about pitch, we found out that there are sound waves for each note? Well, since Beethoven could no longer hear the sound waves released through the air, he would try and feel the sound. So, by taking the legs off the piano, the strings found inside the piano would vibrate against the floor, so Beethoven could feel the notes as he was playing. Wow! 
That must have been tough to be such a brilliant composer, but unable to hear the music you had written? Well, yes, but Beethoven could hear the music in his head. Let's see, do you know this piece? Yeah, I know this piece. I learned this in my piano lessons as a kid. The minuet in G. Yep, another famous melody. Great piece. Yes, but how about this one? Oh, wow. Probably one of my most favorite of all. Piano Sonata 14, Moonlight Sonata. Yeah, this is a great one too. But wait, what's a piano sonata? A piano sonata is a type of piece written for solo piano, meaning that it's a piece for just the piano. And typically it has three or four movements, which we learned earlier, are like sections in music. Ha, ah, gotcha. How many movements does Moonlight Sonata have? This sonata has three movements, and it's a little different than most. Usually the first movement, which Beethoven is playing right now, is not this slow. But hey, Mr. Beethoven was always being creative, and it sure works well. Yeah, it does. Ah, no, no, no. I need a pen. Does anyone have a pen? I need this changed. Mr. Beethoven, you want to change something in the Moonlight Sonata? Yes, yes. A pen to switch one little note here. Oh, boy. Hey, Mr. Fight, uh, what should we do here? Well, you know... Beethoven was known for coming up with many versions of his works. He was constantly scratching things out and making different sections to come up with a final piece. Um, maybe we should just try to distract him. <laughs> yeah, good call. Oh, Mr. Beethoven, yeah, a pen. Hmm, let's see. Uh, could you play us your famous melody from the Ninth Symphony, Ode to Joy? Uh, well, yes, uh, my last symphony, number nine. Yes, yes, let's take a listen. Wow, what a great melody. Definitely. Completed in 1824. And this part of the Ninth Symphony is the fourth and final movement. So, there are more sections to the Ninth Symphony? Oh yes. This fourth section is its most famous of the Ninth Symphony. The entire Ninth Symphony is about 70 minutes long. Wow. Mr. Beethoven is pretty great. Mr. Henry and Mr. Fart, I think it may be time to get Elise? Hello, Ludwig. It's been a long time. Yes, yeah, a long time. And do you remember? Remember what? This piece I wrote for Elise. But of course. Whoa, Mr. Fight. That's the piece I was playing that transformed us to this place. Yeah, you're right. I think I have a way for us to get back. Hey, Mr. Beethoven, do you mind playing for Elise? I would love to play the piece, especially since Elise is here. Here we go. Did we make it back? Yeah, I think so. It looks like my hair is all intact. Yeah, same here. 
That was pretty cool learning all about Beethoven and even some of his most famous melodies. Totally. Knowing a little about a composer makes listening to music extra special. And that's all about... Beethoven! we did learn all about Beethoven pretty cool mm-hmm. and uh, but wanted to talk more about Elise so the piece for Elise we don't really know if that was for a person named Elise right and uh, so there's a couple there's a couple uh, stories out there as to whether or not it's actually this person's name Elise so what what have you read well um you mentioned something we talked about before about the publisher. What were you saying about the publisher wrote the name wrong at the top? Yeah. Possibly? So, uh, yeah, one thing that I um, – so – and we mentioned this earlier in the uh, – at the beginning of the episode, how this piece for release um, didn't really even become popular till after he had passed. So it's not like he saw this famous piece of music, you know – turn him into a even more famous composer um but the uh, like while he was living so the the thought was that um the publisher when when they took that music from him that they that they made a mistake and that it was actually supposed to be the name was therese yeah i think yeah so thought it was elise and so yeah yeah that was one thing i read some years ago that he was he wanted to marry this girl named Therese and Therese mm-hmm. was um uh, you know financially she had a lot more money and it worked out that if if she married him she would have lost her fortune her family family right. fortune that she was promised okay so the thought was that he was he was going to propose to her at this party propose marriage to her and he had the song all ready to you know to present to her and play but he got so nervous and he he just couldn't bring himself to do it that he he just he froze and he, and he never asked her. He just okay. left the party and that was that. Was that. Mm. Um, but then recently um, I was reading that there he had a good friend named Elizabeth and it was spelled mm. E-L-I-S-A-B-E-T-H. So it, right. Elizabeth was sure, what it right. like. That's pretty close to Elise, right? And evidently she was a great friend. So he gave her a lock of his hair. So it sounds kind of weird. But back then, if someone gave you a lock of their hair, you were considered a really good friend. Um, so this Elizabeth or Elizabeth uh, got this lock of hair bef- right before he died, and I, I was just thinking my, in my own head, I'm thinking, well, Elizabeth, we could shorten it and just sure, you know, a lot of, lo- some ladies are called Liz or Beth, or, sure. You know, um, maybe she was just called Elise, but yeah, maybe that's what he called her, Elise. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's interesting. It's so we don't really know like yeah. who this Elise person <laughs> is exactly, um, and. Uh, 
so yeah, it's just an interesting conversation. And the one thing we talked about as well was that he would always scratch, he would scratch things out a lot. Yeah. So uh, a composer like Mozart, for example, one of the things that was really amazing about Mozart was that they were like first versions, right? So his music was just coming out of him onto paper and people would look at it and be like, oh my, these are... These are the first, right? This is the first time you wrote it. No edits or anything. There's no edits. Yeah. There's nothing. <laughs> and that was just kind of like abnormal. Right. right. Um, so it's more normal <laughs> to have like many versions yeah. of the work and right. he's scratching things out. And, and even when he was like, things were being performed and completed, even in like real time, I think he would be yeah. scratching things out during <laughs> right. performances, exactly. you know, things like wow. that. So. So, you know, I'm wondering that maybe that that publisher story could be true as well. It could be a combination of the two where, you know, I mean, Beethoven's probably scratching stuff out like crazy and it may have just been hard to read. Yeah. I tell my kids at school that, you know, make sure you make sure you work on your your handwriting skills because you could write something and someone could misinterpret it and it could be something totally different. That's right. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So we wanted to at least just talk about that and have a conversation about that um, because, you know, uh, our story, of course, is totally made up um yeah um but uh but it's fun to think about that yeah you know, like what could have what could it have been you know right right it's exactly. a lot of fun cool sounds great awesome. well thank you so much you bet time to wrap it up folks thank you so much for tuning into the music podcast for kids we hope you enjoyed the show and most importantly learned something cool today about music remember to send in your jokes or even a topic in music you would like us to discuss by visiting our website themusicpodcastforkids.com if you are interested in awesome educational and fun songs for your kids to listen to and sing along with please visit brucefight.com Music is available to download with iTunes and most streaming platforms like Spotify, Amazon Radio, and YouTube. Links will be found in the show notes. If you are interested in learning how to play the piano with a fun and engaging online curriculum geared toward kids, get started with the free mini piano course for kids ages 6 to 10. For older kids and even adults, join Mr. Henry with a seven-day free trial of his online piano group. Links will be found in the show notes. Please leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and also share the podcast with friends, relatives, aliens, whoever. Again, we thank you so much for tuning in.